Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Juan, and welcome to the first episode of Just Mental Health, a podcast that explores how the law has treated and mistreated mental health issues throughout the years and how it is doing so today. I'm really excited to get this podcast started, and I'm so thankful for all of you who are out there listening. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about a current issue, one that happened very recently, in fact, which is the California mental health parity law. So first we need a little bit of uh, background. Back in 2008, Congress enacted the Mental Health Parity Act, which basically requires that if mental, if insurers, excuse me, if health insurers provide mental health care, they have to provide care that's equivalent to what they provide for physical illnesses. The big flaw of that of course, is that it doesn't require insurers to cover mental health. The California law goes one step forward, and it does, in fact, require that. Specifically, it requires that every insurer that provides hospital, medical, or surgical coverage, or any other kind of medical coverage, shall also provide coverage necessary for the diagnosis and treatment of mental health conditions that are covered under the law. And this includes outpatient services, such as seeing a weekly a regular therapist, inpatient hospital services, such as if you're hospitalized in psychiatric ward, uh, and prescription medications. And this is really a huge advancement um, in treating mental health equally to physical health conditions, because people who struggle with mental health conditions don't do so by choice any more than you choose, any more than somebody chooses to break your leg. you know, so it's it's important that the law treats them that way, and it's important that insurers treat them that way. And without some kind of backstop, some kind of uh, act that will force them to do so, there's no guarantee that insurers uh, will do, treat mental health equally, which is a big problem. Now, you might be asking yourself, how big of a problem is this? Well, according to the Millennium Research Report that was published in 2017, patients in California were four times more likely to go out of network for mental health services. They were eight times as as likely to go out of of network for mental health hospitalization and four times as likely to go out of network for outpatient mental health care. So all of those bills add up, especially when you think about the fact that outpatient care is typically um, an ongoing process with weekly or biweekly or monthly therapy appointments. And that's not even talking about the medications. If you need antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications, if you uh, suffer from schizophrenia and have to get antipsychotic medications, all of those expenses add up and add up very quickly. And you might be wondering why I decided to start this podcast off by talking about the mental health parity law in California. Obviously, there are a lot of other issues in how mental health is treated in the law, such as criminal diversion for patients suffering, for um, defendants suffering from mental illness, such as um, how criminal law treats uh, criminally insane individuals. But all of those things require the law to start recognizing mental health as a physical illness, or at the, as the same as a physical illness, I should say. And 
this law, the California Mental Health Parity Law, is an important first step towards that goal, towards recognizing mental health uh, as just another illness, as just another um, health condition that people have to treat and manage. And so that's one of the reasons I wanted to start off with it. I think another reason is because it is really good news. Um, you know, I've been in a position where I've had to pay out of pocket for therapy appointments, and that really put a lot of financial stress on me, which in turn exacerbated my anxiety. And so, uh, so you have this situation where the treatment is actually harming the patient, maybe in some cases as much as it is helping them, which is obviously not the goal. And obviously, uh, financial stress from uh, from insurance woes are not unique to the mental health realm. Um, I don't think anybody who has had an interaction with the mental, with the healthcare system in this country has um, doesn't have a story to share of the headache that comes out of insurance companies and dealing with insurance companies and fighting them to try to get a claim covered. But where you have a situation that the headaches of insurance of our healthcare system and the insurance industry um, are actually making a patient worse or actually contributing to the underlying condition that the insurance company is supposed to be covering, that is a really big problem. Um, and like I said, it's a problem that I have experienced with. And um, there are definitely a lot of situations where how the law treats and mistreats mental health issues is a lot of negative news. We'll be talking about all those issues as this podcast goes along, but I really wanted to start off with something positive, um, you know, because it's important to hold on to the positive. It's hold, important to hold on to the policy wins. Because those policy wins will help uh, help keep you in the fight, help keep you um, energized for times that you, it doesn't work out. Because like I said, there are a lot of cases where the law mistreats mental health. And really, at the heart of it, um, one of the core messages I want to send in any of my mental health advocacy work is that mental health is healthcare. Mental health is intricately and possibly tied to physical health care. In fact, uh, a study published by the National Institute of Health found that approximately two-thirds of the uh, fatalities that occurred with people um, in people with mental health issues occurred because of natural causes like health disease and diabetes. And so one way to look at that and one way that um, opponents of this law might look at that is to argue that you know, that shows that it's more important for insurance companies to concentrate their resources on physical illnesses, such as heart disease and such as uh, diabetes treatment and the like. But really, people who have comorbid or co-occurring um, physical and mental health conditions, what you're going to see in reality is that people who aren't getting treated for their mental health care are going to have a difficult, maybe even impossible time 
getting at um, adequately taken care of themselves. Because the story of mental health care, the story of any health care is not just told through um, doctor's visits and prescription medications, it's told through how well can a patient take care of themselves. And they need to have the support to be able to do that from doctors, from nurses, etc. And if the law doesn't require insurance companies to provide that support, then there's a really big problem. And that's why you're going to see those types of deaths occurring. And ultimately, there are so many cases where the law demonstrates that it cares so much about protecting human life and valuing human life. And for it to not require insurance companies to have that same treatment is falling short of that goal. And it's falling short of the goal of saving lives, which should be the point of both the legal system and the healthcare system. And yet, as we'll discuss in future episodes, that's not actually what is happening. And as a mental health advocate, that's really hard to handle. And so that's why I'm so excited about this mental health parity law in California is because I think it is an important first step towards the law treating mental health the same as physical health. And more broadly, the law treating mental health um, equally with all the other considerations that the law takes into account. And we'll have more discussions of those issues um, in future episodes. Uh, But for this first episode, I wanted to keep it a little bit brief. Um, I didn't want to go too far overboard in the first episode. And I'm like I said at the beginning, I'm really excited to get this podcast going. I'm really excited to start this discussion because I think it is an important discussion to have uh, when we look at our legal system. And so I'm excited that you joined me for this first episode. Thank you very much for doing that. And I hope you'll be able to tune in for future episodes. And lastly, before we go, I want to make a quick disclaimer. Uh, disclaimer I probably should have made earlier in the podcast, which is that uh, this podcast, this uh, discussion that we're having, doesn't constitute any kind of legal advice. If you're struggling with a legal issue related to your mental health, you should consult a lawyer. If you're just struggling with a mental health condition, you should consult your therapist or psychiatrist. Uh, But we need to have mental health conversations that happen outside of those circles, and that's part of what I hope this podcast is doing, um, is going to do. And as somebody who is a lawyer and policy buff and someone who struggles with mental health issues, uh, I feel like it's beyond time that we got that conversation started. So I am, as I've said several times in this episode, so excited that you joined me and can't wait for you to tune in again next time. Take care.